welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. I feel so super privileged to be chatting with this week's podcast guest. If you're looking for inspiration or are feeling a bit low, Siobhan Wilson's story will motivate and inspire. Siobhan was born at just 27 weeks. That's three months prem and was faced with many resultant issues that would entitle anyone to give up before life had really started. But not Siobhan. Let's meet this young lady and hear some of her story. Siobhan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Oh, such a privilege. It was really cool to see you at the awards night not that long ago at Royal on the Park. I hope you got a bit of, bit of a buzz out of it. <laughs> yes. Good. Siobhan, you had a pretty tough start to life. What complications arose from being born three months early? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I was born at 27 weeks, which is three months early, and I only weighed 843 grams, and I was resuscitated three to four times a day until I had open heart surgery when I was a month old. And because I was premature, I've had a lot of medical conditions, such as sensory processing disorder, bowel bladder dysfunction, and I also thought I had epilepsy at one stage and they also think I have ADHD. I also have allergies, anaphylaxis, eczema, asthma, NVOD, anxiety. You get the idea. Um, So I often felt really, really alone and isolated because everyone was inviting other kids to parties and sleepovers and I was always left out and like I understand that loads of kids have are not really going to birthday parties because they're not invited you know everyone has that at some stage but I I remember there was this one time when everyone else had a invite on their tables and I was the only one that didn't have one Mm. and I went up to um, the girl because this girl was my friend and I was like why was why was I the only one that didn't have an invite? And she's like, well, I really, really wanted to invite you, but my mum was too afraid that you were going to have an allergy there. And I could have just taken my safe food, but that was just like a misunderstanding. Nobody really understood about, like, you know, that I could just bring my safe food or I could, or they could work with my mum so that I could be safe. And 
no one wanted to hold my hand um, in school because of my eczema and that I was, that my skin felt yucky and they were afraid that they were going to catch it. And I often wondered why was I the only one with a medical bag at school? Why was I, I the one that was leaving it around everywhere and had to skip a class to go find it? And also pizza parties, you know, there was a time where the school was running a pizza party because we were the class that won the competition and I, because of my allergies, I could not go to the party and, I mean, I could go to the party, but I couldn't eat the food there. And so my mum had to go and make my own food and take it to me. And I was just really upset that I couldn't join in on having the same pizza as the other kids. But we work around it. must be pretty tough when you're growing up to really feel like you stood out and you missed out. Yeah. How did you cope at school? Were the other kids kind to you or is it mainly related to the parents being worried or scared about, Mm. you know, what what might happen with you? I think it was a mixture of the parents and the kids because often people are mean without, you know, really realising that they're being mean, you know, because, you know, they might be friends and you might be friends, best friends with them and their parents might just say no because... Um, of your medical conditions, but I'd say that the kids are the ones that are basically um, treating us differently because, you know, they don't understand what it's like to be us. And it's just a bit annoying sometimes when nobody really understands you. And I remember oftentimes I would cry about it because um, no one understood me, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, pretty tough. It comes down to awareness, doesn't it? If people are not aware of a situation, they can be afraid, and it's not personal, I guess, but what you're doing now, and we'll get into that shortly, is really about creating awareness and helping other people who may have similar issues to you. Sometimes I bet you feel like you were the only one who was going through something like you are, you're alone and, you know, the only person in the world that really had health issues like you. Yeah. And you came up with an idea, didn't you? What was your idea and how did it come about? Well, because of uh, me feeling really isolated, I remember I met some other children that actually had it and I started talking to them and making friends with them and seeing that they had some of the allergies that I had. And, you know, they weren't exactly the same as me because no one is the same. Everyone's unique in their own special ways. But the fact that they had some allergies and that they understood what it was like to be left out, I just felt really um, happy that I had actually met some people who were the same as me. Anyway, I was still feeling left out and alone and I remember going to an allergist and me asking my mum why am I the only one in the whole entire world with a medical condition why do I have to get a skin prick test and she's like you're not the only one there are thousands of kids like you think of the kids that you've met and I was like that's right so I'm going to help the other children who are um, feeling alone and isolated 
So when I was six, I was writing down all my ideas in the back of the car, brainstorming all the ideas. And then um, by the end of the car trip, I had a whole business plan and website plan done. And my mum helped me organise all my ideas. So let me just get that in my head. You were six. Yeah. Come up with this idea. And on the way to and from the allergies, you'd mapped out your whole plan, your business plan, et cetera, et cetera, for how you were going to help people. And what was the name of the organisation that you founded? Our Pixie Friends. Our Pixie Friends. How did you come up with that name? Well, originally, fun fact, not many people know this, <laughs> um, but it was actually supposed to be fairies. So it was like, our fairy friends. But then um, I met a lady who said, why don't you, um, you know, include some boys? And I thought back at the time that I was including the boys, but um, then I realised, you know, fairy is a bit girlish girlish sometimes. What about pixies? So um, we changed the name to our pixie friends and that was really, really cool. Very cool. And our listeners won't be able to see, but you've got a, a beautiful backdrop there of our pixie friends as well, which is super cool. I had a look at your website. That's pretty super cool as well. You're a lot of good stuff and you're selling a lot of stuff. Maybe you can tell us a bit about that later on. So I want to ask you about your website uh, down the track. So I'd love to know maybe a little bit more about what you sell because it's quite a lot of stuff, which is pretty cool. So I don't know whether you created all that or you're a part of that, but we'll hold off on that and find out a bit more too because it is pretty, pretty fantastic. So you were six years old when you decided on our Pixie Friends. It wasn't until a few years later, was it, when you met Sharon Poultney? Sorry, Sharon, if I uh, pronounce that wrong, from SLP Consulting. And I guess the S and the P stands for Sharon's name. Yes. She said she would help you register our Pixie friends. How old were you then and what did that involve? I was 10 years old when my mum met my friend's mum um, who knew all about accounting, all about how to help register companies. And so I remember coming out of my classroom and mum going, hey, I just met um, my friend's mum, you know, go talk to her. She's going to help you register your companies. So um, I remember having my two companies, um, one that's a parent company of our Pixie Friends, and um, and so then I just remember paying $1 for my company and um, then getting the companies registered and just getting really, really excited about it. And I had been working on my idea for ages and ages and ages for four years, kept on going, kept on going. And it was then that I really realised everything was happening. That's amazing. Now, we probably need to talk more. I would like some free mentoring from you. You've got a parent company to your our Pixie Friends company. You've got business plans You've got books, you've got all sorts of stuff going on. So maybe you can give me some some hints on how to run a business. Can you do that for me? Sure. I'll see how I go. Okay. <laughs> so 
So you, you're doing all this stuff. Tell us more about our Pixie Friends. What happened between when you were six, when you came up with the idea, and then at 10, you registered the business. Like you got your parent company and your business at a whole 10 years old. Uh, you had hit double figures, so I guess that's to be expected. So what happened in between? What were you actually doing in those four years and what did you do after you registered? Um, well, I think the first thing that happened was I was I, I still remember this day. I was playing about and my mum came up to me and was like, hey, this is the moment where you have to decide whether you want to keep going with this business or if you just want to leave it. If that's not who you are, you know, feel free to say no. And I remember sitting there for five minutes tossing and turning and tossing and turning. I was like, you know what? This is, I wouldn't be tossing and turning about this if I actually wasn't excited about it. So um, I remember going, okay, mum, I, I, I really want to do this. I really want to help these kids. Um, so then I just started writing more books and coming up with characters. I remember sitting outside and looking at different objects outside and <laughs> making up names with those objects, um, such as Pezo the Peanut Allergy Pixie started off as Pogo from a Pogo stick I saw outside. <laughs> so... It's. I just love creating different characters and writing new books, and um, it's just really, really fun. And I just love creating business plans, talking about how I started, and um, dreaming really big. Dreaming big is a great thing, a great thing, and I think we lose sight of dreaming, but also having a plan to make our dreams come true. So you're an inspiration for all of us at all ages, and I'm so, so impressed. And I hope our listeners are too because what you are saying is so inspirational and so motivating. So thank you so much for inspiring me alone, let alone everybody else. Now, you wrote a book. What was the, what's the book you've written? It's called Cicada the Sneezy Pixie Visits Amy. <laughs> and you don't want to give too much away, but does it happy, have a happy ending? Yes, yes, it does. I oh, could. <laughs> we don't want to have a sad ending because I might start yeah. crying. <laughs> All right. And I, I guess people could buy that book? Yes, it's $16 on my website. <laughs> Beautiful. We'll get your website details shortly. Uh, 16 bucks, and it, it's aimed for kids, I'm presuming? Yes. Sounds like it might be good for adults too, but we could buy it as adults making edits for our kids or grandkids. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Um, you came up with a few characters as well. You just talked about one before uh, from your pogo stick uh, inspiration. What was the idea behind some of the other characters and what's some of your other character names? Okay, so... Uh, most of the characters um, have the medical conditions that I had because basically I'd say our Pixie Friends uh, was basically built to help other kids but also help me cope with it through it too. So I created the Pixies um, with my own medical conditions and um, and some now don't have the medical conditions that I have. 
but most of them do. The four main characters, such as Zizzy the Wheezy Pixie, who has asthma, um, <laughs> Sakayla the Sneezy Pixie, who has um, allergic rhinitis, which is just allergies from pollen and stuff like that, and um, Pezo the Peanut Allergy Pixie, anaphylaxis, <laughs> and surprise, surprise, Minxie the Meltdown Pixie, who has anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think we can all probably relate to a few of those. <laughs> Maybe the last one, the meltdown pixie in particular. Now you had some exciting news, didn't you? That um, your character blogs on the website were going to be added to quite a big uh, global playlist. What that? Um, so Radio Lollipop's global playlist. So. Um, um, I don't know if everyone knows about this, but um, there's a radio lollipop at the Queensland Children's Hospital and um, they are all about helping sick children in hospital to put a smile on their face. And so they, I just emailed them and said, oh, I have character blogs if you might like to play them one day. And then they collected all radio around the world. And so the ones in America, the ones in South Africa, all around the world are playing my blogs from my website. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. You must must have been pretty chuffed about that. I was. <laughs> Very cool. Can you give us some examples of what difference our Pixie friends might have made? For some other young people? Yeah, so um, I was at an expo and this little girl who was usually non-communicative um, came up to me and um, I had a pixie on my shoulder. I actually had Minxie the Meltdown Pixie up on my shoulder and um, she came up and started signing her name to the pixie and and blowing it kisses and giving it lollies and the fact that it was try that she was trying to communicate with um, Minxie really inspired I think her mum too that her child can actually speak and communicate if she wants to um, and the fact that she wanted to communicate with one of my pixies was just amazing. Um, I never thought that I would have such a big impact on someone's life, just like with a cutout of a pixie. <laughs> but um, I was just really excited that I could help her communicate and um, I didn't know and nobody knows what impact that would have on her, but I was just really happy about helping her. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe you need to get someone to help you create some figurines of your pixies yes. and sell them at the hospital cafes as a fundraiser. That would be cool. Imagine yes. parent or grandparent or friend going into the cafe or to the little shop at the hospital and run by the volunteers and buying a little pixie figurine yes. that suited their their friend or family member and taking it up and giving it to them for um inspiration i think that would be pretty cool there you go there maybe i can help yeah. you with that uh and maybe we could do a little contra deal you can help me with business mentoring and i can help you with some ideas um <laughs> i think that sounds fair although i might be uh best off because you seem to have better ideas than i do <laughs> um 
you've also become quite a popular public speaker, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about some of the places that you've uh, spoken at. Um, well, I was invited to speak at the Young Entrepreneur Summit, um, Yes Summit for short, in front of 400 children and the Q&A panel, on the Q&A panel. And I was just really excited to do that and also be talking at um, the Rotary Club in Capalaba and um, doing some author talks and um, character building workshops at um, different schools around uh, Australia. Well, not Australia, but Brisbane, let's just say. Um, I would love to do it around the world, but um, maybe one day. Yeah, one day. I think you'd be great. You um, you spoke to a, uh, a women in business event too, didn't you? Yes. Um, well, I'm going to be speaking at uh, a, um, and being interviewed by um, one of the women there. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, sorting out some of the older folk how to uh, do stuff. Tell them how it's um, how it happens and the real world that you're faced is pretty exciting. You also work with the Sydney Children's Hospital, didn't you? Yes. Um, we've created a pixie called Barty the Bleeding Disorder Pixie. And um, Barty is, has haemophilia. And so I've been working very closely with them to figure out how to best help children and how to create the blogs, um, well, like the blogs that would help the kids because I didn't know a lot about it. I had to learn a lot about um, different medical conditions. So I would love to help every kid I can with the journey that they're on. And so, yeah. Must give you a lot of pride and satisfaction to know that uh, whilst you have a lot of things uh, that affect your life, you are helping so many others too to deal with that, with the issues that they're faced with as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, congratulations for that. That's pretty pretty impressive. To start at six is is significant and uh, really impressive. So well done to you. What do you love most about making a difference for young children? I think the thing I love the most about helping the children is um, seeing the impact that I can make on them, um, such as there was a girl at a bookstore that I had been um, doing a book talk at. Um, and she she had a stomach issue. And the fact that um, she heard that I had one, um, she was like, I'm actually not the only one. Like there are thousands of kids like me. And so she bought the Magic Pixie Crystals um, from my website. Um, wait, can I please restart that? <laughs> um, so I, the thing I love the most about helping children um, and seeing the impact that I can create is um, seeing all the um, kids benefit from our pixie friends. So there was this girl at a bookstore who had stomach troubles and she heard that I had the troubles too and she realised that she wasn't the only one. And that was just amazing to hear that uh, she could actually see that now and that um, I had made a difference in her life and it wasn't just that 
I struggled with it, but she had to. And so she actually had seen and met someone who was like her, which was really exciting because most kids don't really get to see that until they're a little bit older. Yeah, so true. And I think that's one of the real things about the uh, Young Achiever Awards and also our Community Achievement Awards that we run. It's nice to know sometimes the weight is on your shoulders that you are the only one going through something or you're giving all of your time towards a cause and you're not sure how much impact you're having or you're not feeling that you've made enough impact and there's so much more to be done. But to see so many other people who are achieving great results or in your case as well that have conditions that they have to deal with it provides some sense of relief and support knowing that there are others who are also going through or doing the same things. So I certainly understand what you're saying and where you're coming from. So that would give you a lot of satisfaction knowing that you're helping others and comfort knowing that there are other people who are having to deal with the same issues that you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Well, you've done so much already, and now um, how old are you, about 40? (laughs) No, I'm 13. 13. I hope hope to make a little bit more difference when I'm um, from the time now to when I'm 40. (laughs) Well, you've done a lot. Uh, Anybody could be forgiven for thinking that many years have passed by, and, of course, I say that as a joke but you've done a lot of stuff and it's super impressive. What are the future plans and goals for Siobhan and, of course, for our Pixie friends? Well, I have been doing some writing of new books and creating different blogs and there's actually a new aspect um, going on to the website, a new thing going on to the website, new, two new characters, two brothers, Moondrop the Cancer Pixie and Barty the Blood Disorder Pixie. And so I'm super excited to be writing the blog and um, we're going to record that one. And also I am trying to write other books. So I've been writing like young adult books um, about like real world problems and also writing about um, like different things that are happening in other people's lives that aren't just like medical, um, but yeah. Fantastic. I imagine you have to do a fair bit of study and research about those particular issues, uh, certainly those that maybe not particularly relevant to your own self. Would that be the case? Yes. So when I was writing the Barsi blog, I had to sit and watch I sat for like three hours watching these videos about haemophilia um I just loved learning about it and I just got so engrossed in it the time just passed by but but um I was just really excited to be knowing that I could help the children and so I decided to just learn more about it so that I could um write the blog and help the children yeah fantastic Well, for all the incredible stuff that you've been doing, giving of yourself for others, you were selected as a finalist in the 2022 Leverage Solutions 
Entrepreneurship Award and uh, very well deserved, I might add, which is part of Seven Years Young Achiever Awards Queensland program and at only 13. Congratulations. You must have felt super honoured to achieve that outcome. Yes, it was such an amazing opportunity because um, sometimes I feel like my idea isn't like good enough or whatever. And I know family always tells me, you know, it's amazing, amazing. Um, but you just don't believe them because, you know, they're family, you know, they're just saying it. But then <laughs> when you start to see that people have actually believed in your idea and said that you're a finalist, you know, um, we believe in your idea, it just helps to boost your self-esteem and help you to um, believe that your idea is worthy. Yeah. Yeah, 100% gives you validation that you are on the right track, that people believe in you and not just your family who are going to say that anyway, but all those around. And to have reached the top three is pretty massive from the whole state. So very well-deserved and congratulations. You certainly look pretty chuffed on the night, very proud as you were entitled to be. It was a great night at Royal on the Park. What are your memories of the night? Um, I think the best memory was um, just hanging out with other people who were like me, who had started a business and at the young age. And I was just really excited because a lot of times we are working on our ideas and we just don't really see that um, other people are doing it too because, you know, you're always like tied down and doing the business stuff and your schoolwork and stuff and you're just like, am I the only person doing a business when I'm this young? You know, like, why can't I just be a normal kid doing school and then going and, like, doing studies or um, playing around? Why do I have to, you know, be sitting down, doing my schoolwork, then having to go and do um, business stuff at the same time? Um, It's just amazing to see that other kids are like you too and they get you and... um, just hanging out with them and seeing so many other young kids and thinking, oh, wow, they've started a business too. I want to go say hello to them. And just a full room of kids who have started businesses. It's just really, really exciting. Yeah. Uh, did you Have you uh, joined the awards alumni yet? Yes, I have. Good job. Good job. With the awards launching again soon, would you encourage our listeners to nominate someone for the 22-23 awards and why would you? I would definitely say um, that you should nominate yourself or someone else around you to go and do this award because it is literally the best thing. You get to see how your idea is worthy. You get to see that um, how amazing that people think you are and how amazing that your idea is. And so when you see that other people like your idea and think you're worthy to get the award or um, worthy to be a finalist, um, you don't just give up on your idea. You can keep going. And so I would say definitely, definitely, definitely um, nominate someone to be there and it's just, the ultimate vibe to be there because it's amazing and you always have a smile on your face because people believe in you. 
the Oneida is so inspirational and gives you encouragement as well to keep going, as you said. If any of our listeners would like to nominate someone or learn more about sponsor partner opportunities, drop me an email at jeff, G-E-O-F-F, jeff at awardsaustralia.com, or certainly check out our website, awardsaustralia.com. The awards program also has prizes for our award winners, and to assist providing prize money, we have an awards membership program, which costs only $50 a year, and all membership funds go directly to winners. And to become a $50 annual member, all you need to do is go to Awards Australia shop page, and you really will be helping. And I would like to take a quick shout out to some of our newest award Awards Australia members, young Kobe Barrow, who is only 12 or maybe 13 now as well. He's from regional Western Australia, and he was a finalist in the recent Young Achiever Awards. There's the Wheat Belt Beyond Youth Mentoring. They're from the WA Community Achievement Awards. They were a finalist last year. And Judy Perkis of Integrity Coach Lines, also from Western Australia. Good stuff, Western Australia. And what about the rest of the country? Come on, everybody. Let's get on to that Awards Australia website page and the shop page and sign up to become an award supporter and member. It's only 14 cents a day or 50 bucks a year. There are also some great business support packages listed where you can support this coming year's community achievement presentations in any of the states around the country and uh, be a part of the celebration of our finalists and winners. Now, Siobhan, getting back to you, what is something that we might not know about you? You told us something we might we didn't know about you before, but what is something else that we might not know about you? I think the thing that not many people know about me is that I do um, lots of circus arts such as aerial silks and lyra. So aerial silks is the material that hangs down from the roof that people hang on and lyra is the hoop that... Um, people go in. Wow, that's pretty impressive. How did you get involved in doing that? Well, um, funny story actually. I was on the phone to my brother and um, my birthday was coming up and I was like, you know, my friend just said that I couldn't do uh, Ariel Silks and Lyra. Um, I I don't believe in myself anymore. So <laughs> I I know it doesn't I know that doesn't sound funny, but he um he goes okay. Well, it's your birthday coming up. Let's give you a, um a holiday workshop. I'm like, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I'm like, you're gonna have to talk to mum. Anyway, he talks to mum, and then um I get to go to this holiday workshop, and I love love loved it. And so I um got into it and did classes then. Sounds awesome. And it sounds like your family are pretty cool too and very supportive of all that you've been through. Yes, definitely. Uh, Go family, well done. (laughs) What are the driving passions that make Siobhan tick? I think some of my driving passions are um, seeing the impact I can make on the children's lives and also radio and podcasts. So I love... I love listening to the radio and listening to podcasts and also just 
dreaming about being a radio DJ. I know that sounds funny, but that's what I really want to be, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, not a bad plan. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Have you listened to the Inspirational Australians podcast, this podcast? Yes, I have. Oh, phew. Good answer. Uh, there's some pretty good stories, aren't there, of people when, just like the awards night, you hear these amazing stories of people just like yourself who are doing things that you think, wow, that is super inspirational. Yeah. And uh, I get a sore jaw at the awards night. So it keeps dropping every time I see a finalist go, wow, that is amazing. And your jaw nearly hits the ground <laughs> in awe of young people like yourself. But there must be times when it all gets a little bit too much or you're feeling a bit low. How do you bounce back from those low moments? I think um, the thing that helps me bounce back is laughter and listening to funny things on um, my favourite radio station or um, podcast, as I said before. But that actually does help me to keep on believing in myself and just take a little bit of a break from it all and just help me to understand that you know it's not going to last forever this is just a challenge that we need to face and um we're going to just come marching out of it very soon <laughs> yeah i think laughter is great advice for everybody and i'm not going to ask what your favorite radio station is but mine's of course uh b105 which is our radio station supporter for the young achiever awards go team and of course Seven News are our TV station. Look after us, and we're very thankful to them both. What's next for Siobhan? What's on the uh, horizon for you next? Well, I actually have um, been writing a story just today about um, a premature baby, so we'll see where that goes. But I think what's next for Siobhan is dreaming big and doing more business plans. <laughs> <laughs> My business plan. Maybe you can do one for me. Do you have any words of wisdom and encouragement for our listeners? Yes, I would say I believe that there is power inside each and every one of you to make a difference in the world. And I believe that you can all um, dream big and achieve. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. I uh, I love it. All right, we talked about your website. You've got stuff to sell on there, your book's there for $16. Tell us a bit more about that website. Where can we find it uh, and what else is on there? Well, you can find my website at ourpixiefriends.com and it's got lots of print-at-home activities, books for sale. I've just, I'm just about to release my next book, called Zizzy the Wheezy Pixie meets Moondrop. And that's all about um, being inclusive and kind to each other. I also have I'm Special Kits that are all about um, boosting self-esteem, um, building resilience. And also I have uh, Pixie Challenge Cards, which are all about um, movement breaks when you're in doing your homework or homeschooling and, you know, you need to break and, you know, run around the house or something. Go psycho. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Don't do that, kids. Um, but you do just little movement breaks. And, yeah, I've got lots of different merchandise on there and character blogs that are on Radio Low Pops Global Playlist too and print at home activities. Awesome. So, Siobhan, are you on social media as well? 
Yes, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I have YouTubes that are all about meeting the characters and little puppets. And I also have LinkedIn and all of that. Fantastic. Get on and have a look at, at those platforms. Show your kids. I'm sure they'll love it. So where do we go again? Alpixiefriends.com. Beautiful. All right, so I'm presuming all of your stuff, all your merchandise, your book can all be purchased from that website? Yes. And the good thing is that 10% of all sales... Uh, Goes to medical research, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, double bonus. Then we can feel good about ourselves as well as have some great products from your website. Siobhan, is there anything else you want to add or say before we close up our podcast today? I would just want to tell everyone to never give up and to always keep on dreaming and remember that life isn't all about floating on top of the water. Sometimes you have to dive under and be courageous and start that business or write that book or um, write that blog or do that drawing. Um, Just dream really big and believe in yourself. Yeah, fantastic. Great advice, great way to leave our podcast today and to motivate all of our listeners, hopefully through the week, until we come up with our next bit of inspiration next week. Siobhan, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege to have you on the podcast, to chat with you today. You're a powerhouse. You're 13 and amazing. Thank you so much for sharing some of your story with us today. Uh, And by the way, how are you doing now? You've been through a lot. Are you doing okay? Yes, I still have to do, um, I still have to go to hospital appointments sometimes, but um, in the long run, I'm doing better. And yes, I'm still on some medications, but I'm okay now. Fantastic. A shout out to a very good friend of mine, AJ King, down in Tasmania, Hobart. He had... Uh, a little boy, Okra Rain, very similar to you, born very similar timeline to you. I know I watched on social media the journey, the number of operations and the trials that as a family they went through. And Okra Rain is not as old as you, but he's growing and doing well. And, uh, in fact, they've named their business Okra Rain after their son. And uh, AJ is our is a judge on our awards wow. panel and has been for 12 years and become quite uh, a good mate of mine because uh, he's an extraordinary human but uh, really committed to making a difference. So I'm really touched by your story, Siobhan, because I understand in some tiny way how and what you've gone through. So I'm glad to hear you're doing well and I hope everybody listening has enjoyed hearing Siobhan's story. Get on to Siobhan's website. What is it again, Siobhan? Apixiefriends.com. <laughs> Get on there and purchase something or at least have a look at some of Siobhan's fantastic stuff. Until next week, everybody, please think about nominate a mate. Nominate a mate for our awards. The Young Achiever Awards will be open any day now. So nominate a mate and uh, it will make a difference for someone because together we make a difference. Thanks, Siobhan. Thank you for having me, Jeff. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. 
We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network, because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference.